Have y'all seen that viral video where the guy deep fries a watermelon? Or that one where the pilot proposes to a passenger? As it turns out, hundreds of these videos were produced by a company started by a Las Vegas magician, Rick Lax. His videos have billions of views. So today on CityCast Las Vegas, we're talking to Rick about how living in Las Vegas helped his company grow during the pandemic. We talk about his views on social media and what it takes to make money by making online content. It's Tuesday, July 25th. I'm Vogue Robinson, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Welcome to CityCast Las Vegas. Thanks for being on the show. How are you? Thank you for having me here. I'm doing so well. Just so excited to be here with you. So, I mean, we're going to dig into uh, this magical, magical world that you live in. Great. (laughs) What was your first viral video? Do you remember? Oh, I I remember. It was very exciting. It was an interactive magic trick. Uh, So I took my deck of cards to Starbucks. Mm -hmm. I set up the camera uh, and I said, everyone, hey, if you're watching this video, pick one of these cards. Uh, And then I said, I'm going to guess what card you picked. And I did it. It worked for a lot of people who watched the video. So they shared it with their friends and it got to 10 million views very quickly. That would freak me out. Like if I was watching a video and the video told me the correct card, I I would be freaked out. And then, yeah, I would probably send it to my sister. (laughs) Yes, many people were freaked out. I was going for this. And then as I did it more and more, I I started to see, hmm, people at Vogue are sending it to their sister. So I would incorporate that into the next trick. I'd say, well, if this trick works for you, if I correctly guess your card, then you should send this video to your sister. And people did that because they were so amazed. Nice. So you went from making your own videos to hiring a bunch of people and starting a company in 2018. How did things change for your company in 2020? In 2018, I started uh, teaching people, my friends, how to make viral videos. And it was going pretty well, but I had trouble convincing some friends because what they said was, hey, Ricky, I already have a job. I can't leave my job to try Mm. this crazy new way of entertaining people on Facebook. Then when the pandemic hit, uh, many of my friends who are live entertainers here in Las Vegas, they -hmm. lost their jobs because people uh, couldn't come together to watch live entertainment. So a lot of them said at that point, hey, Ricky, what was that thing you were talking about uh, making videos? Uh, And I'm like, oh, well, I'm glad you asked because still doing it. And very quickly we grew from about 20 people to 100 people. Whoa. Yeah. That's massive. Yeah. Uh, Easy to do it when when people aren't doing anything else. (laughs) True. I think I definitely consumed the most amount of videos or like early 2020, me and the computer. We thank you for for that. We thank you for your uh, eyeballs. (laughs) So how do you think your experience and like your background as a Vegas magician influence your approach to viral videos? As a magician, you're always concerned with people's attention. You need to 
in order for a magic trick to work, people have to place their attention where you want them to place it. Mm. And you don't want them paying attention to the stuff you don't want them uh, paying attention to. So now when it comes time to uh, make viral content, you have a similar goal where you need to grab attention quickly. Uh, you need to maintain attention throughout the course of the video. And uh, other entertainers, I think they've struggled because if you're just, let's say, a movie actor, you're used to yeah. people paying, they come see your movie, and they're well in that seat, they're comfortable, they've paid. They're not going anywhere if you don't grab their attention in the first couple seconds. But for magicians, if we don't fully control someone's attention, then we are not able to actually perform a magic trick. So is there anything about like your experience in Vegas entertainment specifically that's kind of helped you propel your career forward? The people. Uh, I, I think Vegas attracts many of the best entertainers in the whole world. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think the city attracts them because we have so many dips, different types of people coming through the city. Almost every type of person visits Las Vegas. So if you're going to be an entertainer here, you have to know how to appeal to a broad audience, unlike maybe the entertainers in Los Angeles or Nashville, Branson, where you could, there's wonderful entertainers there, but a lot of times they're, they're entertaining one type of person where we've entertained a breadth of people. So that's really helped out my current business because all the people I just knew and was friends with already had this ability to entertain different sorts of people. So I'm curious for you, like, What's the secret sauce to a viral video production? Do you have a philosophy? You can make a viral video by grabbing someone's attention, keeping it till the end of the video, giving them a reason to share it with their friends. Uh, because all of these platforms, they're all competing for eyeballs. And if you can produce content that will keep people on a platform, then the platform will, will have an interest in distributing your content. So how about like a... Do you have like a recent example you could give me of how you've kind of put these principles all together to bake this cake? <laughs> Let's see. There, there was a video we published two days ago oh. from a creator I work with uh, named Taylor Watson. Looks like the video in the past two days has about uh, 50 million views. Uh, this was a, a video, it is a, a scripted drama where she is playing an airline passenger her uh, her boyfriend is the pilot. He is proposing uh, to her on the plane. We also have a very special guest on the airplane today. My girlfriend, Vanessa. That's it. That's it. Uh, so it, it, it starts off with there is a, you know, captivating looking person in a plane. And right from the start, we we see that the pilot is dating uh, this person. And we think, well, that's an interesting uh, premise. You, usually we don't know about the pilot's romantic life. And we're looking at the person that the pilot is talking about. So we get the sense like this could be going somewhere. Someone's probably filming it for a reason. Uh, and then we start to understand what's going to uh, happen in the video. And we want to see uh, the big moment where a proposal happens. So we keep watching uh, until the end. Okay, so I get, yep, it's still, it's still an element, a very high element of like storytelling and behind the scenes and movement. 
how much money do your creators make like on average from their viral videos? Quite a few of them are are millionaires because of the videos we've done Jesus. together. Uh, many of them uh, might make between uh, 30 and a hundred thousand uh, dollars a month. Uh, but then uh, there's also lots of creators who uh, do this more is part-time uh, uh, work or they're newer or they haven't been as good. So, so they'll make less than that per month. Uh, but we're, we're quite good at what we do and people have made decent money. Jeez. So let's talk about these these food videos because Sonia, our producer, had me watch somebody deep fry a watermelon whole. Ooh. So don't do this at home. We are trained watermelon deep fryers. Okay. Well, for the safety of your dears, don't do this at home. Okay. Whoa. And I was very disappointed and <laughs> disturbed because who puts a whole watermelon into a deep fryer? <laughs> so let's talk about these food videos. Eater called them gross recipes that basically no one would ever recreate. Is that fair? Is it just food rubbernecking? So um, we've done uh, tens of thousands of videos, maybe hundreds of thousands of videos and uh, there was a dozen or so videos with food that people thought were gross. A writer definitely said, I'm gonna build a story out of this. And he sort of painted the whole company as a company that creates gross food videos rather than the uh. more accurate thing that this is less than 1% of all the videos that we've made. So I, I just wanna put that into context. But yeah, we do all sorts of videos. For cooking videos, we do some where I would suggest that you try the recipe. We do some that are just supposed to be funny. We do some videos that are weird. We do uh, all different kinds of videos. Also, when you ask like that, that question of, of me there, uh, it sounds like that wasn't, a, I understand you were going off of what, what you saw, but is that you just rubbernecking and trying to get people to listen to your uh, uh, podcast by coming up with a sensational story rather than going for the truth? Now, I'm not actually asking that. The point I'm trying to make is we all, when we're, uh, the, the media is part of, I, I, I think uh, there's crossovers with entertainment in this podcast, but I'd say we all do things to get attention, including mm. the writer who, who wrote that. Let's not demonize people who are doing things to get uh, attention. We all do that when we're doing any sort of broadcast. Yeah, any, I think that goes all the way back to like, what kind of town is Vegas? You know, so we're, as we're fighting for ears in the crowded podcast space. So I think you want to give people what they're interested in. Um, and sometimes what people will pay attention to isn't always in alignment with even their own like values and morals. Sometimes people will watch things that are terrible or things that they're 100 percent politically against. Great, Vogue. I'm so glad we're, we're getting into it now. Going to have a real conversation. So, Vogue, you're saying you know better what people should be be watching. If you know, hey, I know this is your value and you shouldn't better, be watching this. Could but you like the data is in opposition. I think that, like, I, I would never tell somebody, oh, this is what you should be watching. But I'm all, sometimes surprised 
at what people are inter- what people actually watch versus what they say they're interested in. Yes, but I but the data, I think the real data is what they're watching. And I think what's happening is when people say what their values are, maybe mm. that's not the case because now we have data on how they actually spend their time and what they're interested in. I agree with you. It does not always line up with what they say. I just draw a different conclusion of, I bet some people are either liars or they don't know what's what's inside of them because, oh. you know, our psyches are, are complex and we might think that we want something but actually want something else. Mm, yeah, it's the the driving past a, a car accident and how oftentimes it's the licky-loo, it's the driving slower past it. So people, yeah, people are interesting. Humans, we are interesting beings for yes, sure. sure. Speaking of human beings and the crap that we do and don't do, like, What's the downside of going viral? Uh, so you, you're putting yourself out there. And whenever you put yourself out there to a lot of people, there's going to be negative consequences. Uh, for me personally, one of the worst parts has been all the death threats over the years. That's just no fun when people all are the death saying, threats. I don't know. Tens of thousands, oh may, maybe God. more. But remember, th- this is after uh billions and billions of video views. And also everyone who watches the video on social media has a very fast way to get in touch with the person who's behind the video. It's not like you you go to see Mission Impossible and you're like, boy, I hate Tom Cruise. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to write a letter and Google his address and you think you're going to get the letter I, to you I guess you could tweet Tom if you really wanted to. I don't I don't know if Tom actually manages his Twitter. You could, but he's got better things to be doing <laughs> than reading his tweets. Uh yeah, right. but with uh w- with this you can very quickly uh just message the person by clicking a button that's attached to all the videos. And when you're getting billions of views, you're gonna get every type of uh, uh reaction to those oh. videos. So how do you do you tell people like how to cope with those sorts of things? Like how do they manage? Uh, Vogue, I should do more of that. Whenever you get big numbers for the first time, you're going to get mean comments. And uh, I I should do more to talk through that with creators. But because there's a large group of us doing it here in Las Vegas, other places, we're at least able to to all commiserate with friends who are having Mm. similar, similar experiences. And that helps people to realize, oh, it's not something personal against me. It is just uh, by, if you get millions of views on a video, some of those people I think will watch the video and they'll say, why is this person getting all the views for Mm. uh, cooking their grandma's chicken where I could cook my grandma's chicken and yet this person is famous and getting money, why not me? And I think Uh, that stirs up anger uh, in people and they wanna take that out on the, the people they're watching on the videos. So I'm curious for you, how has your view of social media changed since starting your company? I'm uh, I'm pretty taken by social media. I really liked it when it first came out, and I really like it now. Since the start of the the company, social media has been good for different things for me. I I met my wife uh, on Facebook. Really? Uh, yep, yep. We met as suggested friends, a uh, friend of a friend. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, I love got it. Got married a couple weeks ago. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, when um, when her cancer came back, we coordinated the care in using Facebook's groups feature, and all of us would 
yeah, yeah, we just had a group dedicated to like this Ellie support group, uh, and we would coordinate who was driving to a mm-hmm. radiation or who would do hangouts, th- this sort of thing. People have too quickly come to take for granted all the good that social media does. Uh, mm-hmm. And we only focus on the bad stuff, which is very real and needs to be worked on and fixed. Yeah, I'm glad that, that y'all rallied together to give your wife such a beautiful support system. Um, yeah. Because cancer is no joke. I want to talk about one more celebratory thing, which is that I heard your company was just acquired. So congratulations. Thank you. I'm assuming that comes with a nice check. So... <laughs> Uh, in my head, you know, I feel like that's people's goals. Like it's the Shark Tank goal. You build something from scratch, it grows into something massive, and then, you know, you can work a bit less and make a bit more. Um, so what advice would you give someone who wants to make money creating viral videos? Uh, and yeah, what would you tell them? Start doing it. I'm 41, uh, so I'm I'm older for a content creator. But I remember growing up, told uh, I was... Other entertainers would tell me, hey, you need to practice until stuff is perfect. People will Hmm. judge you based on everything you do and say. It better be polished. You have to stand by everything uh, in magic. Don't perform a trick until you've mastered it. Hmm. Uh, But tastes have changed, and a lot of people don't want to see stuff that is uh, overproduced. I think people actually respond better when stuff is... uh, raw and more real. So don't be afraid of creating content. If you want to be great at it, you just need to start. And as you start, you'll get more data. Look through your data and figure out what do people like to see you do and where does that intersect with what you like to do. And then you hope to find this sweet spot of stuff that performs well, that people like, and that you like doing. And then when you find this uh, sweet spot, do more of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll all be seeing videos produced by your company all throughout the internet. You will, but you won't know it uh, because uh, I won't be in the videos. The people you know won't. Uh, They'll look like random videos, but you'll see them. (laughs) We'll see you in the random streets. Yes. I'll see you there. Ricky, (laughs) thanks so much for being on CityCast Las Vegas today. Thank you for having me. And now let's get into some news. Get money for trees! The Southern Nevada Water District has decided to pay residents to plant more trees to increase the Valley's canopy coverage. $100 per approved planting. Even as we all continue to rip out our grass. Also, sad restaurant news, y'all. The plant-based downtown restaurant Veggie Nation abruptly closed on Sunday. They used to have an awesome outdoor area, they'd have events, and they really invited community in. None of the stories we've seen go into detail about why it closed, but Chef Donald and his team gave a special thanks to Tony Shea for first believing in their mission. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. Do you think you've seen one of Rick's videos? Send it to your sister along with this episode. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Take care.
I'm getting notes right now. <laughs> it's it's not just that what I said was so life changing that you have to uh, reconsider things. Oh, not yet. It's coming. Thank you.